You're in tune to the Underrated Dudes Podcast featuring DJ Sean Blue, Big Al, and Claude Deuce. I got a story for y'all, man. Like, you know, we were talking about hand-to-hand CD sales. And that, and that to me, that's really when we were winning, man, because we would, you know, whatever we, we paid, you know, to press up those CDs. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And even if we went through like a disc makers or, you know, some Ever of the other companies ever, you know what I mean? Like it cost us to press them up. But then like when we would sell it for 10 or, you know, sell it for five, man, we would make our money back. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it's like now with streaming, all right, we still have those same costs to make the album. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have a, your own studio, you got to go to a studio. So you're paying studio time. Um, if you're not making your own beats, you have to buy beats. You know what I'm saying? So you got that cost. You know, you got mixing costs. You have mastering costs. None of that pretty much has changed. Matter of fact, a lot of those have gotten higher. They've increased. Right. But then when you yes, sell Lord. it, but then when you sell it on these digital platforms, these DSPs, you don't get back what you've put out there. Like, I'm going to just go ahead and put, I got two stories. So I'm going to make it real quick. So Rain, uh, a single that, that I last put out called Rain. Yes, I'm just going to say this, the horns, right? The horns that you hear on that cost me $650, right? The horns, just the horns. Wow. Just the horns cost me wow. $650. Now, thankfully, I did everything else. I played every other instrument that you hear on this, right? God bless you. God, God bless you, you brother. <laughs> oh, oh, matter of fact, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did get a guitar player on there. So, okay, guitar player. Um... I think he charged me 125 horns, 650, right? I got to get it mixed. You know right. I use a, um, I use an artificial intelligence mastering service. Um, that works pretty good for me. I like it. You know what I'm saying? I pay 29 a month for that. And that's what I use to master stuff. But I have, I, I have not made my money back. Singles been out, you know, what, two months, three months. I have not made mm-hmm. my money back. I just going by the rate, you know what I'm saying? That in which I am streaming is probably going to take 10 years <laughs> to pay for the horns. <laughs> 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 like real talk, man. And like, yes, sir. Wow. And, and here's the thing, you know, like, so going back to that, the CD sales we used to have money in hand, hand to hand, that was like, that was our heyday for, especially for independent artists like us, you know, that was our heyday, but I can go back to, you know, for those of you, if this is your first episode, listen to episode two, wake up calls. And I talk about the whole Dietrich Haddon experience. It wasn't all bad. So the good part of that experience was that the fact that I had a song on his album, when that album would sell me as a songwriter, I would get 9.1 cents off of each album sold. Oh. So yeah. that would add up. You know what I'm saying? That would add up. Now that's mechanical royalties. But now that's a thing of the past. You know what I'm saying? I would get that nine cent if you bought an album. You bought one album. Wherever you got your music from, FYE, Sam Goody, wherever you bought it at the time, I would get nine cent for that one purchase. Now You've got to stream me 
so many times for me to make that same nine cents. It's like now everything is like listen, listen based, you know, versus purchasing. Now I don't, I didn't do the numbers. I don't know if you have those numbers, Blue. Um, if someone downloads an album, you know what what you get on that, and and I know that that may vary depending on the platform you use to put your music online, but man, nah. it's it's crazy what like you know these labels make. You know we're getting like Al said, fractions of a penny, right? Like somebody is making, somebody's making 70, 75 cent out of each dollar. And it's the labels. And if it's not the labels, then it's the, the distro kids, the tune cores. They're getting like probably 50 cent off of each dollar just, for, you know, for being the liaison, if you will, between us and the DSP. And then of course the DSP's got to get paid. So it's like, what do we do? Yeah, it's crazy. And that's the thing. It's like, what do we do? It's like, I think that anybody that had any business sense would be like, you stop. You know what I'm saying? You quit. You throw in the towel. You you wave the white flag. Hey, man, I've been there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I was ready to check out, man. It's been times. I'm like, man, I ain't. What? Man, Man, I called Claude one time. I called Claude. I called Eric. I was like, yeah, I'm through, bro. I'm done. Like, I was like, I'm I'm done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just being honest, man. And it's like, to be honest, one of the things that probably, you know what I'm saying, if, if I could be honest, probably hinders me with streams is those same young men, except for Aha because he's such an anomaly. He's so incredible at what he does. He has such a cult following that he can he can do what artists of the past used to do. But one thing about Ringo and May May, they are constantly putting out music. Like they're constantly. And my thing is, bro, I I'm not gonna give you a song a day. I and what Claude was talking about, I can't even afford that. I am one of those people who the only thing I can play is the radio. You feel me? I can't play a keyboard. I can't play drums. I can't play. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not me. I'm I'm not an engineer. Like, bro, the first song I ever recorded as an artist, I produced it. It's the worst song that was on my album. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and I, I realized, like, you know what I'm saying? If it, I could I could have been, I'm a smart guy. So I could have sat down and, and, you know what I'm saying, taught myself, how to program tracks and beats and all that kind of stuff. But, bro, it's not my gift. And my thing is, bro, I, I just love to work with people who are gifted to do what they do. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind. I've never been, I've never shied away from paying people what they're worth because here's the deal. Or what, not, and not even what they're worth. I'm not going to say that because some people will give you a price that is certainly not what they're worth. It's what they charge you. Or mm-hmm. what they ask you for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so in saying that, I'm not a person. I don't have my own studio. I don't have my own studio equipment. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a producer. I'm not a musician. I'm a writer. You know what I'm saying? I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, But as far as all that goes, man, that is money, money, money. That's what Claw was talking about. So it's like, like, bro, if I can be honest, I didn't purchase the track that you're going to hear next week. I didn't purchase it. I leased it. I have a 10-year lease on this track that cost me a couple hundred dollars because what they were asking for to have it exclusively for me to own it, 
There was no way that I was going to pay that amount of money for the track. All right, so I leased the track. Okay, boom. So then I had to go to the studio to record the track. So that's studio time. Boom. Then I had to pay my guy to mix the song. Boom. So then I had to pay my guy, another guy, to master the song. Boom. Then I got to pay my guy to do the artwork for the single. Boom. So then I got to pay Distro Kid to upload the single and everything like that. Boom. Then if I if I want to, it's like then it's like this. If if I decide, hey man, I like a visual to go along with this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bro, this is not for the week. This ain't for the faint at heart. Like, nah, bro, nah, this is nah. like you've got to know that you're called to this, bro. And it and it, it just it, it it gets to be so uh it, it's such a it's such a crazy place to navigate. Because as much as we're telling you guys who are listening, the the difficulty that we have in doing this, when we hear that song finally complete with artwork and it's uploaded, the joy that we still get is unmatched. Really? Because I'm telling you, bro, like it's like, bro, the feeling that you get like when you really, it's like, oh, man. Yep. And, like, especially if it's one of those ones where you're, like, you were proud when you were recording it. Like, you felt good, though. And then, to just you know, when it goes live, yeah. and you just feel like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? It's just that thing, man, because, you know, I mean, you know, and then the cherry on top, you know what I'm saying, is when you have people who say, oh, my God, this song is dope or this song blessing me or this song is amazing or Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? like oh, yeah. those kind of things man yeah. they they matter it matters because i do understand that i'm like claude said i'll probably never i'll probably never I'll probably never make enough money in streams to pay for the song that i'm just i'm about to release but man the 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 people who enjoy it and authentically enjoy it and like it and everything like that just yeah. hearing them say it or yeah. seeing their expression it's like man it was worth it you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like and that's where that's what keeps you you know what I'm saying still going to the, it keeps you going to the well to to do it again and to do it again and to do it again and to yeah. do it again Absolutely. and it's like man you know it's like it's like i don't know i don't know you know what i'm saying like i i, I was watching my boy Canton Jones recently, he was like, post a line of one of K. Joe's songs that sticks out to you over his career. And I said, every single line from I Won't Stop. I don't know if y'all remember that song, I do. but it was on K. Joe's Kingdom Business CD. First one. And what so, huh? First, first one. Yeah, the first Kingdom Business, the one mm -hmm. where he was in the black. The, the the diamond glistening in his ear, yeah. the black cover, you know what I'm saying? And I remember, bro, this is when this was when we recorded rest of my days. Well, when, mm -hmm. when when he mixed rest of my days. I went to Atlanta and they were having um what what Sean Blue, what was the name of the, the, the hip hop conference they used to have, the gospel hip hop conference? 
man, I can't think. You're not talking about you're not talking about holy hip hop. Holy hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy hip hop. Holy hip hop. Canson was at holy hip hop. Canson had a new album coming out. And he told everybody, snap their fingers. And he said, I want y'all to say this with me. He was like, I won't stop. He said, I want y'all to say it with me. He was like, I won't stop. And everybody snapping. And he was like, if they take my song off the radio. And I was like, what? And was like, I won't. And he's like, if I got to push records in the snow, he said, because his music is more than a dream, more than houses, cars, and wonderful things. I'll do this music for the rest of my life. Yeah. I put that on my baby girl and my wife. Yeah, I remember and, that. I, yeah. and I, yeah. I was lit. He was singing a cappella while we all in there snapping. I won't stop. And I got tears in my eyes, son, because mm-hmm. I was like, because even in two thousand six. Because again, for those who don't know, in two thousand seven, I was in a very, very difficult place. Two thousand eight, I tried to end my life again, and then and so there was two thousand eight that happened because the two thousand eight was when I wrote rest of my days. Like I wrote rest of my days on the back end of me wanting to end my life for the second time. And hey, that's say, one of my favorites by you, by the way, bro. That's oh man, my, I that's, appreciate that's, it. That's one of my favorites by you, my it brother. Is, it is actually the one song that keeps on giving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I like I did just get a check from CD Baby for like $109. I don't like I was like, I don't know who keeps listening to rest of my days. But thank you. So, I know a lot of so people I, that that play that still playing that record, bro. Man, some people. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm grateful for it. But bro, when I heard Canton doing that song, I remember that one line where he was like, "Uh, uh if I gotta push CDs out my truck, yeah." You know what I'm and he said, "And if my truck somehow gets stuck off in the muck, I'll put my CDs in my black backpack, leave my truck on three wheels and a jack." Hey, and I was like. He won't stop, and and, and it, it planted this thing in me where it's like, even though we're talking about the difficulty of streaming for us as artists, because everybody doesn't experience this, but for us as independent artists and 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 where we are in our careers, even though it is difficult, I won't stop. That's I it. Won't stop, and and it's just what it is, and and that's what we want you to know, listeners, like. Claude Deuce, Big Al Cherry, DJ Sean Blue, regardless of how difficult it is, man, we not new to this, we true to this, you know what I'm saying? We called to this, and it's like, regardless of how difficult it is, we won't stop. Won't we stop. won't stop. That's right. You said something, Al, you said like, you know, just the different things, people listening, people, um, you know, the fact that we put the music up, it makes it all worth it. So speaking of worth, some people out here are buying streams. Bah, bah, bah. Like, <laughs> like, do you think that is worth it? Do you think that evens out? You know, because I mean, like, not only are they buying streams, but you know, they're buying ads on Instagram to increase their visibility. And I wonder, does that does that balance out? Do you do they see a financial return? Because I bought ads on Instagram before, and I really didn't. I don't know if it really helped the streams. And then I've bought like promo, like a little month long promo run with a company that, that was guaranteeing me more streams. And I mean, it got me more streams, but how many of those were real people? 
right and not bots you know what i'm saying like this yeah. streaming thing has really has really changed the game man so i mean what do you think you think buying streams is worth it like to the people that that might be buying streams and you know they get millions of streams um would they get paid back i mean are they making their money back are they seeing more shows are they seeing is it just visibility and visibility creates a perception? Well, well, that that right there is the key word, perception. Perception is reality. It is reality. It you know is. what I'm saying? Perception is reality. So, so so off the bat, off the rip, let's talk about it. We can talk about it. We can do this all day. People buy followers. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. buy friends. People mm-hmm. buy streams. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now. The sad part about the the algorithm on social media right now is like, bro, literally, I don't care how many followers you have, like authentic followers you have, when you drop something, eight to ten percent of your people are gonna see it, which is horrible. Because like if you take somebody who has like myself, I got like what eight thousand followers, little old eight almost 9,000 followers. When I make a post, I know somewhere between 80 to 120 people are going to see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like, a, like that is crazy. That's like 1%. It's so, it's so ridiculous. So the way, that they, so what they do is they're like, okay, so you want to see more? You want more of your more of your quote unquote followers, more of your friends to see it. Well, look, boost this post. So, like you said, yeah, paying for advertising, advertising to me is always going to exist. Oh, yeah. So it's like you know what I'm saying. So, so I don't have a I, I like because I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm already thinking about it. Like I'm gonna do something to boost the the post of the uh the single when it drops. But at the same time, I personally have this thing about paying for followers or paying for streams like that right there is that's not advertising that to me is messing with the integrity yeah you know what I'm saying? the integrity of it. <laughs> so yeah it's like yeah so it's like and i and i know like you said like just being honest like even before even before the streams came i know record labels yeah. I know record labels will drop albums of artists and the artists will go and buy the albums to get a higher placement on the charts yep. to make yeah. themselves more known. So that kind of thing has been going on for a long time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I think that that messes with the integrity of it. But at the same time, perception is reality. So when you when you look at when you look at Big Al's page and I got the blue check, right? Now, I don't know. I don't care what I did to get the blue check, but I got the blue check already. Most people's perception is a little unique, especially if they're new to my page. They're like, oh, he verified? You know what I'm saying? And then if you see, uh, if I make a post that says uh, first week media-based streams of my new single has me at number three on CHH charts and I'm behind Lecrae and Andy Minio. And people are like, yo, that's crazy, but they don't know 
I paid four thousand dollars right for those streams. <laughs> now it may give them some perception, and maybe they do see some kind. You know, because a lot of time, man, people are bandwagon, but bandwagon folks. You know, what I'm saying farewell to friends. You know, what I'm saying if if it looks like you're doing good, they're like, oh my god, let me see. Okay, he must be tight. He might he must be straight. Like you know, and they'll jump on it. But I just, I personally, bro, I can't. I choose not to go that route because I just feel like it, it messes with the integrity of who I am. And like I said, like you know, I first of all, I, I ain't even got the money. <laughs> like right. I don't have the money to play with y'all. Right. Like to play with y'all, man. <laughs> like oh, big ally here, number two behind, you know. And the NF, like, nah. <laughs> hey, man, nah. hey, keep it a bean, though. Some of them, some of them boys paying, too. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what I'm saying. Be. But I'm like, yes. but no, no, no freaking way. That's what NF stands for. No freaking way <laughs> right. am I about to pay that money, you know what I'm saying, to, to look that way. I've never... I've never been that cat, bro. And I guess that that just, that speaks to, like, my entire life. Like, I'm even, you know, here in my hometown, people laugh at me, bro, because, like, like I'll like I put on, like, it's just me, man. I'm a, I'm a T-shirt and shorts kind of cat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in Walmart, you know what I'm saying, with, like, a T-shirt, some, you know what I'm saying, some shorts on. And I remember one day this lady stopped me. She was like, big guy, why are you dressed like this? I said, dressed like what, comfortably? And she was like, Man, you've been all over this world. Like you, like you are a celebrity. Why do you dress like that? And I was like, because I'm in Walmart and I want to shop. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's hot outside, and I don't care about what y'all think. I've never been a person who's like gonna use. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to make you think that I'm something that I'm not by using money that I don't have to make you think that way. Right. So, because I've been that way in my life. You know, it just for me it spills over into the music. I can't do it, Deuce. I can't buy the string. I can't. I can't. I can't buy the strings. I can't. I can't buy your love. If you can't love me enough to support me, you know, what I'm saying trying to uphold like it, you know, like my integrity and my character in this manner, then like, hey, we just, hey, I'm, I'm not for you. I'm, just, I'm not for you. And that's one of the things I had to accept. I'm a very flawed man. I'm full of, you know what I'm saying, foolishness, you know what I'm saying, like, and I know that, you know what I'm saying, without the grace and the love and the blood of Jesus Christ, I know that I would be, like, literally busting hell wide open, even right now, but at the same time, it's like, there are things that I'm, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm actively trying to make sure that I'm not falling into when I know I can't have a handle on it, and that's just one of those things, man, I just refuse to, like, give up my integrity and my character for you to think that I'm something that I'm really not like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm none of that, you know? So yeah. I can't do it, bro. Me neither. That's, yeah. I see. I just wanted to bring out this one point. Um, y'all remember LimeWire? <laughs> do I? So LimeWire got shut down in 2010. When LimeWire got shut down in 2010, I believe that's when the party began. Now, Spotify was launched in 2008, and that was supposed to be an alternative, a legal alternative to file sharing platforms such as Napster and Kazaa. You remember Kazaa? Yeah. 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 And so that was supposed to allow, you know, peer to peer technology and it would be offered in subscription based. You know, people pay a subscription for it, but. He that the uh the owner was a Swedish businessman, Daniel Ek. 
He wanted to create a service that was better than piracy and at the same time compensates the music industry. So I believe all through the 2000s, the music industry was like, how are we going to get these jokers? You know what I'm saying? How are we going, how are we going to put something out? And I believe they were developing that from the late 1990s, all through the 2000s, they were developing how they wanted to do the subscription base streaming service and then they just hit us with it when they shut down LimeWire in 2010. Boom. Now LimeWire is back. It's actually up and running, but it's so different. So <laughs> different from from what we first, you know, we first knew of it. So yeah, man. Like Napster was 99, Kazaa was 2001. Um LimeWire was actually initially released May 3rd, 2000. But man, when they shut it down in 2010, because even in 2009, when the Young Elder came out and it was in like some, you know, select stores and I was actually um, I had copies on me. We were moving those copies, but it just seemed like 2010, 2011. That's when everything changed. So basically what yeah. we're trying to say is y'all stream our stuff. Stream it. <laughs> Please. Please. I'm trying to pay for the horns. I'm trying to pay for the horns. Stream the music. I need to pay for the horns. But you know what? The, oh. about it. We do get some of our money back from bookings. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not counting that. I'm counting just straight direct from music sales. You know, music sales used to pay for things. When we had physical CDs, I used to see a return and a profit and a profit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that's how I used to update my studio equipment, putting out an album. Now, it's like you can't do that no more. The mixtape sales, man. Most of my equipment I have, man, that was from them sales, man. I mean, for real. This is one of Sean's sayings. Man, when you were selling those mixtapes, you was putting cheese on your burgers, weren't you? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese. We're going out to eat. Everybody can get cheese on their burgers, man. It was, was, you you know, when it really changed for me, it changed for me. January 16th, 2007. I kid you not. That's the day DJ Drama got picked up by the feds. Yeah. It affected every DJ around the world. It hasn't been the same since. On that day, I'm talking about, like, I mentioned earlier in, in the podcast about how, you know, I had different outlets and platforms. All them boys shut down. I mean, they would call me and be like, hey, man, hey, I'm not messing with that anymore. We're not doing this. I mean, that literally put me in a different position in terms of on that end of of, you know, bringing income into what I was doing, man. And yeah, that was a game changer. When drama got raided, man, it affected a lot of DJs. Even to this, even it hasn't been the same since, since that, man. So, man, just listen to um, you guys talking about this streaming thing and, you know, just doing my research, man. This is, this is crazy. And I know some of who may be listening to this, like, oh, man, you guys, man, you guys got to, you got to grind, you got to work. Nah, nah, be clear. We understand how this thing works. Mm-hmm. We've been around. We, we know how this thing works. It's just now as things are being, it's difficult to making it on our end because the lack of look man i'm looking at some of these numbers man these payouts man it's crazy uh amazon music 0.004 per stream pandora 0.0013 that's pandora um spotify 0.0033 
Apple Music, 0.01. You know, you got a title, 0.013. I mean, this is wild, man. You know what I'm saying? That's why you see cats now. Like, like I said, I mean, 30 plus years ago, a lot of rappers wasn't um, doing commercials and cross marketing. They have to do that now. You know, they, back then they consider that selling out. You know, people laughed at Clown Hammer for doing Kentucky Fried Chicken and cartoons and Kid and Play for doing all that. Consider them sellouts. All these, a lot of these rappers are now they're doing that very thing. Them guys was doing it back then. You know making movies commercials and all that oh they selling out nah mm-hmm. i mean the way the way the game is right now you can see you can see why snoop dog yeah. is selling sketches yeah <laughs> man like yeah you got you gotta have multiple streams that was you know it's so crazy man one of uh one of the the regional heroes you know a lot of people a lot of people know stanley burrell from oakland you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying that's what he reps all day Mm-hmm. Stanley Burrell and his family are from Bastrop, Louisiana. Like, you know what I'm saying? When he comes home, which is rare, but when he comes here, it is a problem because we love MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? People like MC Hammer and Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, like they and Kid and Play, they took a lot of blows. Yep. In the 90s, because they were in everything like hammer had a cartoon yeah. let's talk about it i don't know about y'all but i watched the <laughs> mc hammer cartoon every saturday morning yeah you know what i'm saying like you know what I'm saying like i wanted the glasses you feel me like <laughs> i wanted glasses to talk to me you feel me i put them on i become a dancer machine you know what i'm saying like you know like just stuff like that and it's like it's so funny like you said now all of them are Hoping to get in those spots. Yeah. Because people can say what they want to say. Snoop Dogg is the most marketable hip-hop artist alive. Like this dude, or marketing hip-hop artist alive. Like this dude, when I saw Snoop Dogg on a commercial with Leon Coke Volkswagen, I was like, oh, it's over with. Like I knew like Snoop had crossed into a place that like I mean, Snoop can, and that's the thing. Snoop is at a place right now where he can literally stop doing music if he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he will be set for life. Snoop's commentary on sports, Snoop's, you know what I'm saying? Like his show with Martha Stewart. Snoop yeah. can do anything that he wants to do and make a lot of money at it. He doesn't have to do it, but it's that love for it, man. And that just, and that's a lot of us like, because again, a lot of people aren't making, you know, say a lot of money when it comes to this. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, people know what they're called to, and it's just like, man, when it's just that thing, that it just gives you what you need, man. It's like, man, because it's like what you were put here for. So it's like, I don't, I don't know, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, a lot of the times, man, you see like a lot of these hip hop guys, and I know they were the ones that were like big for doing it. You know, what I'm saying they put stacks of bread up to their ear. You know what I'm saying? And you just in there looking at this guy. And you're like, man, that's fifty thousand dollars that he's got up beside his face, and he just charged somebody that for like sixteen bars. And it's like, and you just sit back and you're like, man, but it's like those guys, like that's their only stream, you know what I'm saying? And that's how they do it. But man, these people who get into other things, it's like, man, it's it, it, it makes it, oh man, it it helps sustain their careers. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it gives them something beyond the music because 
bro, I feel like the future of streaming is going to get worse. I know everybody's talking about, you know what I'm saying, like the, the writers in Hollywood being on strike. And it's like, the artists, like, is it gonna, is it gonna kind of come over to where the artists will go on strike? Like, we are not gonna be putting our music on these platforms because mm. if we're honest, Claude, you remember when title dropped? Yep. And it was like these, the artists are running this. Right. That's what they said. That's what they said. And it was like the artists are running this. So you had a a, a who's who of artists on the stage led by Jay Z. Mm-hmm. A who's who of artists. And guess what they did? Sold it. They sold it. <laughs> exactly. Sold it. They, they, they made that money and sold it. And what was so crazy was they were like, because the artists are running it, it's going to cost more. So I, like a fool, was paying that $25.99 a month where everybody, every other streaming platform was $9.99. But I was doing it with Tidal. <laughs> You feel me? And I'm just being honest, bro. It's like, yeah, I stand in solidarity with the artist. And yeah. it's like, bro, this is ridiculous. So it's like, I don't even know if, you know what I'm saying, like we could band together enough to be like, yeah, man, we're going to pull all out. We're not going to put any more music on these places. You know what I'm saying? Until these numbers change. Because, bro, like you were reading all those numbers off. 0. 0.008, 0. 0.004, <laughs> 0.003. I right. like this. Again, I'm a math cat. Yeah. I'm like, bro, this is a fraction of a penny. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I can't even get a cent. You can't give me one red cent for listening to my music. Like, that is crazy. Like, you got to listen to it four times for me to get a penny. Man. That's insane. And I think too, even even us talk about the streaming, I'm noticing that as of late, especially within the last couple of years, you see a lot of artists selling off their catalogs. Yep. And there's various reasons why, you know, we can't pinpoint, you know, one specific reason, but I feel like the streaming thing is one is a reason that some of these artists are selling on. We talk about legends, man. We're not yeah. talking about no. Then you got some of these cats that's been new to the game. I remember when they came in the game, they selling, they're selling off their catalogs, and they just even doing my research on that. It's not necessarily they're fully selling off their catalogs, but they're selling their catalogs, they're partnering up with different companies that can um, put their music position to be in places where they're having difficulty of getting it because like, I mean, some of these, a lot of these legendary artists, people are not really buying their music or listening to their music. So those catalogs is just sitting and, you know, catalogs fluctuate, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, uh, if I can, I can get a lot of my money up front or percentage up front in the long run, I can, you know, I, I get it now versus later on. So I'm just seeing that I've noticed that as well, that a lot of these artists is selling off the catalogs or, you know, parting up their rights over to, you know, different companies to, you know, help them continue that, put them in, put their music in places, you know, help them 
keep moving. It's crazy. Because like, didn't did Nelly just like sell his catalog? Yeah, I know Nelly, Justin Bieber, um, Bruce Springsteen. He did a partnership. He didn't fully sell it. He just he still had the rights to his music, but it's like a company is able to say, you know what, Bruce, I think it'd be a good idea if we stick it in this commercial. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know that kind of you know, you know get them different placements to still help them generate revenue t- towards the catalog. So. You know, there's different reasons why, but yeah, I'm noticing even these, even like Nelly, man. Nelly's, you know, we remember when Nelly came in the game, sold this catalog. You know, that's so funny, man, because people always talk about cutting out the middleman, but the middleman is always there. Yep. Um, okay, well, nobody, the middleman <laughs> is always there. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, why can't, why can't LeBron? Just talk to Jeannie Buss and be like, yeah, I want $250 million to continue. And she says, okay, no, he has to get Rich Paul. Mm-hmm. And Rich Paul has to go talk to her. And then Rich Paul gets 15%, 20% of the $250 million for right. talking to her. Right. It's like, huh? <laughs> like what is that? So it's like when you're sitting there thinking to yourself, you're like, man, as an artist, bro, I'm cutting out the middleman. I'm gonna put my music straight on iTunes. They like, yeah, you gotta go through Distro Key. <laughs> and Distro Key, like, yeah, man, if you if you pay this amount of money right off, we not taking no percentage. Like you get you get all of the money that you sell. And it's like, boy, y'all is lying because y'all going to take some of that cheese. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, you're already taking money because I got to have so many streams for, and you getting part of that. Like, yeah. so don't try to see it act like you're not taking from me. Yes, you are. The middleman never goes anywhere. Never. You know what I'm saying? The middleman is just like the middle finger. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Doing us like that. Over and over and over <laughs> in every nature. Now, yeah. yeah. you gonna do it this way. This time I'm gonna do it now. You feel me? exactly. Al, <laughs> you are the you're the controversial one, man. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, this is what it is. Like the middle finger is right there. Like I mean, the middle man. You know what I? Shoot. You gotta point them out. I'm tired of them. <laughs> I'm tired, <man. laughs> we are tired of this, man. But I was going to mention when Dr. Dre did the Super Bowl performance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his catalog, man. And after an hour after the performance, man, his his streams went up 185%. Ooh. That was just Dr. Dre. Then Mary J. Blige, hers went up like 520. One song she did. No more drama. Streams on that went up like 520. I mean, I kind of, I knew that that was, you know, that's, that's, that's normal for like, if an artist gets on a platform like that, because what, Super Bowl, what averages, what, you know, 50 million viewers, just imagine that platform, that's a, um, what you call it, a mass appeal audience, and you got different ethnic groups is watching that game, and so you up there doing your thing, and you know, you got people at the fans like, oh, yeah, man, this, psh, that's, yeah, I remember this, this, this. Everybody's excited. But like after that performance, how he put it together, man, you know, everybody, it, everybody's numbers went up. And to see the NFL knows that, you know, 
the NFL invests a certain amount of money into the production, but Dr. Dre, he came out the pocket, you know, for that set and everything. But the way his numbers went up after that performance, man, it's crazy. Let's see. Yeah, Mary J. Blige, No More Drama. That song, 520%. Um, Increase. Next episode, Dr. Dre's 270%. Um, Still still Dre, 245 increase of that song. Streaming. Kendrick Lamar's uh, All Right, Everything's Gonna Be All Right, 250%. Um, They didn't mention anything about um, uh, Snoop or um, 50, man, but you can imagine you know what that did and and that just goes back to you got to do other things in order for that streaming things to you know to balance it out you know what i'm saying because we talk we we were talking about it like how how difficult it is for us as 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 independent artists but you got well-known artists or you know mainstream artists is out there doing different things they have to do different things in order for it for it to for it to balance out to them as well. You know what I'm saying? They had that that opportunity for that to happen, but you got cats like us, man. You know, we do it for the love, but you know, those opportunities are not always there, like a Super Bowl. You know what's crazy about those numbers, bro? Is like that literally sounds like somebody died. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. that, like that, that's where. Those kind of numbers come, you know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, um, what what was the, the kid's name? XXX Tentacion. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? When he died, you know what I'm saying? His numbers jumped like 540 some percent. Like his streams, no, like it's like, like, and that was the thing. Like I remember, I can't remember what interview or what um label rep said this on the phone and they recorded him and like it became this big deal what they were talking about a rapper had gotten killed and he was like man y'all about to have a great payday and everybody was like wait a minute bro what is the deal what are you saying it's like like yeah it was very callous for him to stay but it's like when it comes to that it's like that streaming thing generally kicks up like those numbers that you you gave Mm -hmm. like unfortunately when somebody died you know, somebody that was doing music, especially somebody in the in the hip hop arena. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that that certainly is a huge uptick in streams, you know what I'm saying, for Dr. Dre and Mary J. Blige and all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I I I wish I could have an uptick like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm sorry, like, <laughs> like is there, is there a Super Bowl like a perform on Labor Day event? Somebody throw me on something. You Man, we have to be on like the Stellars or the Doves. That's our Super Bowl. Or we have to be on like a big TD Jakes, uh, big TD Jakes conference. You know, like we have to uh, get on. One. That's our Super Bowl equivalent. We had to be on something like that. Or like, nah, never mind. So I say, why well, need to buy them? <laughs> you know, she, she went viral again with that water gun with the anointed oil in it. Oh, <laughs> she was shooting people with the anointed no. oil. <laughs> what is what, bro? Man, we got so much to talk. Y'all need to stay locked in because here's the deal, bro. When you said the Stella Awards and the Double Awards, I immediately, I immediately had to tame my tongue because, yeah, we we got so much to talk about. So much. Y'all need to stay locked in. Let people know, you know what I'm saying, about the TUD podcast. Like, man, we are here. You know what I'm saying? We are here. We coming. We yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we... 
Oh man, because it's it, it's so much we so much to talk about. There's so many things. It's like, oh my god, so many things. Speaking of, bro, you just dropped your single yesterday on your birthday. Y'all go get that single. Ah 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 by Big Al. Run the numbers up. Stream it like crazy. Look, we gotta go, but next week, tune in. We are having a discussion with hip hop legends. Corey, Red, and Precise. That's right. Keep it locked. It's the Underrated Dudes Podcast.